Hi there, and welcome back to the Die Hard Minute podcast. I'm Steve Lasto. And I'm Jonathan Carlisle. I am David Johnson. And we are here today to discuss Minute 121 of the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Jonathan and I, formerly of The Princess Bride Minute. David, who are you? Well, uh, I am formerly of uh, the band The Breathing, which you probably haven't heard of, but they're they're pretty big in Korea, so, so oh. there you go. I've heard of them. There's probably a reason why, though. What kind of music does The Breathing play? Uh, kind of uh, pop, uh, not uh, K-pop, as you might guess them being located in Korea, but just kind of folky, poppy, indie kind of stuff. Well, it sounds like you have made a smooth transition into the world of minute-to-minute podcasting then. Welcome, David. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Um, so we are in minute 121 of uh, Die Hard. Minute 121 starts with um, John McClane walking out of the um, the destruction that they have wreaked. And um, it ends with um, John. John seems to be about ready to um, put down his gun. A lot has changed since we um, since we left John McClane. Yeah, he was uh, he was just getting started, really, when we when we first saw him. Well, he was just starting to let them know that he was there. So so now we're getting to the end of that. But now he's in all of his glory. <laughs> he um, he takes quite the beating in this um, in this movie. And one thing I noticed that between these minutes and our original minutes is he loses his shoes yet again, which I think is a bad habit for an action hero. Did he get shoes back at some point? Didn't he get shoes off of um, one of the bad guys at some point? I don't know. I don't I th- know. I feel like we, the first we, we bad got... guy he killed, he got the shoes. He got the shoes off of him. It could be. He picked a lot of stuff off of him. Well, I have to back you guys up a second here because uh, he is also missing a shirt. He is shirtless in the extreme in this minute. Um, how long has he been shirtless for? I need to know. Well, haven't you seen the movie? I have not. For those uh, following along at home, um, I decided to watch these minutes completely uh, encapsulated on their own. And and so um, I am shocked that uh, this is possibly the second time uh, he has gone shoeless. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious if you even know the names of these characters. Uh, I I don't. Um, I have come up with uh, alternate names that I will be referring to them as. Uh, so. <laughs> I like that because I I think specifically there's like three times in just this week's minutes where he should say her name or almost says her name and doesn't really. So I think that's funny that just by watching these minutes you still don't know her name. Yeah, and when he kind of comes into the hallway here, right at the top of the minute, when she sees him, she I think she says his name, but it's kind of under her breath, so you can't really make it out. But she kind of seems vaguely terrified to see him. Well, she I says really... she says Jesus. Oh, okay. His name's yeah, not that, Jesus. That's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> Although that does kind of come up, and uh, I think that's my notes for next minute. Anyway. I, I think to your point regarding his shirt, I th- I feel like he was wearing um, what the kids used to call a wife beater earlier in the movie, and I'm not sure where the wife beater has gone in the last um, hour or so. Has it gone someplace other than where the shoes went? Did they <laughs> did they go to other locations? Are they together? What? I, I'll be honest with you. I, 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 I just watched the hour of the movie between these minutes and uh, between our, our first minutes and these minutes, and I guess I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> it's i was kind of working at the same time but um i'm trying to think what happens does he make a 
I, I think maybe he uses the shirt when he's cleaning his feet in the bathroom. Um, cause he, so he's got all this glass in his feet after they blow up the building one of the, one of the, one of the several times the building gets blown up or he gets in a major fight. So I think maybe he uses his shirt to wrap his feet. Hmm. But, you know, this is, you know, 30-something Bruce Willis. I mean, this is the man that can parade around an office building without a shirt. Oh, yeah. He is he is definitely doing that, for sure. Uh, it's interesting, too, because um, the other two gentlemen are, are dressed pretty well. It doesn't look like their uh, uh, suits are, you know, they still have the starch in their shirts and, and all that business. They're sharply dressed. Yeah, which is... not be any worse for the wear. That's weird, because uh, last time we were doing this, Hans, who is the, the main guy there... He's always been sharply dressed, but everybody else that we were seeing was wearing like these weird, like early '90s, late '80s, like sweater vests and turtlenecks and like sweatshirts and and stuff like that. So it's funny to see this other guy, whose name is uh, Eddie, is also sharply dressed. Yeah, I mean, uh, pocket square and all. I believe I can see a pocket square there. I mean, you know, they're not uh, they they look well. Well, Eddie was posing as the security guard in the lobby at the beginning of the movie, correct? Yeah. Yep. So he's had a a less um vigorous couple of hours. <laughs> um, I had a question, which I don't know that <laughs> between the three of us, if we know the answer to this, um, is this can't be this can't be when Hans is finding out that these two are married or they know each other or something, is it? He doesn't seem to react at all when she says hi, honey, or when he when he says hi, honey. Um, no, the the Duke bag ruined it for them a while back. Yeah, okay. I wondered about. Well, that. actually, he got he got it started. Now it wasn't the Duke bag that ruined it. it. Was the um, it was the press. I think actually. Oh, okay. Well, I'd like to back up even further from that. Not only does he not react to him saying "Hi, honey," um, the sheriff of Nottingham does not react at all to Bruce Willis entering into the room from the hallway. Like they're not telling him to stop or freeze, or, or nobody really seems to say anything to him. They just allow him to approach. Yeah, the posturing is is really strange here too because you know the the bad guys are all grouped together and then he kind of stumbles in, and Hans takes Holly and moves off to the side. And it just, it seems like a really weird like standoff moment because like who everyone's got a gun on somebody just about and you know somebody should be telling somebody to stop. They're not telling him to stop. He's not telling them to stop. You know they're spreading out, which is going to make it harder for him to shoot them. And then, of course, uh, Eddie here is posturing himself right next to the gun in a very obvious move that nobody seems to call out either. Like, hey, get away from that gun. Yeah, there's there's none of that from anybody, which is, uh, <laughs> I find, bizarre. <laughs> well, the assumption here is that he's not going to do anything because they have her, right? So they sort of feel that they've got him covered regardless of if, they, if he's got a gun on them. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no reason why they can't let him have his moment. And come in only to be defeated. And if anything, Hans is dramatic as all get out. So he's got to be loving it. Yeah, I guess I'm more worried about John at this point because he's not he's not telling them to stop. Or, you know, Eddie's got the super obvious I'm looking down at something and then walking towards it. Um, you know, and John doesn't call him out on that either. Yeah, what is he looking down at? Is it like a dolly or a... a... Like a little luggage cart or something, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I think there's a machine gun on the on the back of the luggage cart. Yeah. Oh, there sure is. Yeah, but Eddie Eddie doesn't realize it, but he's nothing more than a red shirt right now. <laughs> Eddie thinks <laughs> he's Eddie he thinks he's winning, <laughs> but he's going to be more wrong. Yeah, Eddie Eddie doesn't get a last name, and that's going to be a bad thing in this movie. Even some guys with last names got blown away. So, 
Do you have any, uh, speaking of that, do you have any idea what the, what the current body count is? Uh, most, mostly dead. Uh, <laughs> I know, I don't know the exact number, um, but all of Hans had a pretty large group of guys with him, but not all of them have died or maybe some of them because there's a couple of them that have been, been knocked out, but you don't really know. Like just before John walked down this hallway, he knocked somebody out and I'm pretty sure he didn't like kill him or anything, but. And the guy driving the van was just knocked out by the kid, you can assume. Right. So I, I think, I think pretty much everybody else is dead besides those two. I think there's only two hostages that have died. Uh, Mr. Tagaki and um, the Dickbag. Yeah. I believe they're the only ones. So Hans is moving towards the window with Holly. So again, I guess I would assume that he's moving just to spread himself out. So it, may, it makes it harder for John to you know get them lined up. But at the same time, he's moving towards the window. So I don't know. I don't know what Hans is thinking. Well, he's he is moving towards the window, but it's also away from uh, Bruce, uh, Baby Oil, Willis. <laughs> the best case scenario for Hans right now is that Bruce puts the gun down. And Eddie machine guns him. And then all they have to do is, is is cap Holly in the head and, you know, off they go to wherever it is they're going. I'm just wondering how much, uh, maybe John is just taking it all in and trying to figure out what's going on here. Because in about halfway through this minute, he asks about the robbery. He's like, you know, so this is what it's all about. Just a petty thievery. Is he just getting that from the clues that he's just gotten about all these bearer bonds floating around? Because David, that's what they're doing is there's a whole bunch of uh, bearer bonds in this vault. And that's the whole reason for all of this is just so they could get those and be rich. Is this the uh, the bear bonds? Are these the blank pieces of paper that you yeah, see yeah. floating everywhere? Okay, there are there are so many bear bonds in the next few minutes, <laughs> and they just keep hundred million of them. <laughs> so hundred million dollars worth. I know. So they they cracked open the vault, and I'm sure they started spreading this stuff around. We've already. I think they probably have some there on the cart. Um, previous to this minute, the guy he knocked out in the hallway, he had a pile, but there's stuff floating down from the roof too. So is they, did they, I, I don't know. It's not our minute, so whatever, but, uh, I guess they already had a pile up on the roof when they blew that up and now they're just floating everywhere because they're everywhere through all these minutes. Well, they're not necessarily bearer bonds, are they? Not necessarily. It could just be office paper. But was there a safe on the roof that they also blew up? How many, how many things did they blow up? The whole roof blew up. They took out a couple of stories, at least. Yeah. I mean, they mm-hmm. did some damage. Where are they actually in the in relation to the building? Are they just on? Are they now back on the floor where Mister Tagaki died? I think they are. See, I don't know about all of that. I think though the vault is on the thirtieth floor. I'm pretty sure that's the case. That's the only one that I really know. So yeah. I think they're on the thirtieth floor. So they are not. Uh, the roof was like level thirty five or something like that. So they're they're down a few from there. Yeah, they can't be on the roof because there is paper, you know, above them descending, right. gently, gently floating. I, I, I do you think um, John is is disappointed to find out this is only about money? Because up until now, they think this is some sort of giant terrorism thing. He seems disappointed in the way of you know the way he says it, like that. That's what all this is for—just money. Just money. We'll we'll find out in future minutes, but he's he's kind of got his own thing going on too, so that might speak into where he's going and why he's doing what he's doing. John, that is? Yeah, yep. He's got his own little secret plan here. Well, how about that? What about uh, Hans's plan? So John asks about why blowing up the, the building. Hans says, you, you steal $600, you can disappear. 
you steal 600 million, you better get them to think that you're dead or else they're going to keep looking for you. It seems pretty smart. He seems to have a, a plan throughout this whole thing. And of course, John is putting a, a wrench into that. You know, I I don't know where he gets that from, where uh, um, the voice of Marvin uh, gets that from, because I don't recall in, in, in huge major heist movies where uh, that it's like a, a trope that uh, the, whoever's doing the heist also has to stage their own death. Is that a thing that I've missed in all the heist movies I've ever watched? Or I think it, I think it's a real world. Um, I think it's a real world truism. Nobody's looking for the guy that steals six hundred dollars. But you know, if you do steal six hundred million dollars and you get away with it, they are going to look for you. I don't think he's wrong. Whether it's a, a movie trope, I'm not sure. Because usually it's about, you know, if the if the bad guy gets away in a movie, he's really a good guy, and it's a good guy getting away. You know, say, Christian Slater in True Romance. That's a fair point, yeah. I mean, Hans is really grounded in the real world, is really grounding this in the real world for me. For a guy who knows what he's doing, he seems to know what he's doing. You know what I'm not sure at this point is, does he have a getaway anymore? Uh, see, I, I guess know, he cause, doesn't. Because he says that about the whole faking his death thing, but when the helicopter was up over the roof, they saw they actually saw John firing up into the air. So they knew that there was somebody up there that they were... But I don't know that they necessarily think everybody was up there. So even though they just blew up the whole roof, I don't think the cops necessarily think everybody's dead. And he's still got to, he still thinks he's got to get to the garage and get in that, that red emergency services vehicle. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know, Hans. Was it worth it? I guess we'll find out. Fair enough. Um, you guys have anything else for minute um, one twenty-one? I have one final note that uh, at about fifty-four seconds, the lighting causes uh, a rather unfortunate uh, kind of dirt stash look on 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 Brucey. <laughs> That's kind of dirt fun. <laughs> it's a little Hitlerish. Yeah, it's a little Hitlerish. I like the shadow though a lot in that. I was noticing that earlier, actually. How's your um? How's your new project going? Well, as far as anybody else knows, it's not going, but we are we are still working on stuff, and we're having a lot of fun. Uh, UHF sixty second Weird Al concert coming up to look forward to. Actually, when is this gonna air? I'm wondering. It might be might be around that same time. There might be there might be some episode out, some kind of episode zero to look forward mm-hmm. to. By this time or that time or however you want to look at time. And you are going to see Weird Al? Yep. Yep, cool. yep. In Detroit? In Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. Excellent. We are going to see him either at the Apollo Theater or um, out on Long Island. I'm not sure which show we're going to catch yet. We probably won't make a decision until like you know a week before or something like that. I guess we probably should say that. that that's why David is here is because he's, uh, he's my... Longtime friend, and uh, he's going to be the co-host what? for UHF 62nd. Yeah, I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry you're finding out right now, David, but uh, that's what we're doing. I'm unprepared for Die Hard, and I'm unprepared for this announcement. I'm completely unprepared. <laughs> wait, wait a second, you you dumped me? Well, I heard you had something going on. <laughs> um, yeah, we 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 do. Um, we've started recording X minutes, and. I, I can say with certainty the epi- episode zero, if not episode one, and more than that will be um, will drop before this airs, unless it airs like tomorrow. Um, you can find out more about X Minutes at um, xminutespodcast.com, X Minutes Podcast on Twitter, um, X Minutes Danger Room on Facebook. Um, and yeah, me and Thomas and Jerry are um, we're about a, a quarter of the way through the movie, I guess, and we're having a we're having a blast. 
not quite a quarter way through. Now, uh, I have to ask, which movie are you going in release order or are you going chronologically? Are you starting with first class? Always release order. Always release Always order. Release order. <laughs> Always release okay. order. All right. Chronological um, would be crazy at this point. But yeah, we are doing a we're doing more of a we're doing a scene by scene more than a um, chapter than more than a minute by minute with the idea that we'd like to get up to first class sometime before we um, hit senior um, senior citizens. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys will be able to join us at some point. Yeah, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I'm also yeah. looking forward to tomorrow because I have some I have some fun notes. I think they're fun. I had fun making the notes, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, in that case, um, we'll be back here tomorrow for um, minute 122. If you've been following along, you can um, hit, hit us on Twitter at, at DieHardMinute, Facebook DieHard with a podcast listener's limo, um, the main website is diehardminute.com and of course I'd like to catch up with many of the any of the hundreds of other Movies by Minute podcasts visit moviesbyminute.com for more information yippee ki moisture farmer <laughs> tell me you got that I got it I got it hit your heart on channel 5